And welcome, friends. You are on the Liberty Show podcast with Kevin Fortune. I'm Kevin Fortune, the King of Liberty. We're here for you to raise your voice as a national platform for you, the citizen, to speak out whatever is on your mind. And we have different topics and different issues, but it's all about you, the citizen. We would like to, uh, first of all, have a shout out to our main man, Jared Morningstar, who is the producer, director, choreographer, musical, audio, engineer, technical, everything. His birthday will be August the 11th. So happy birthday, Jared. Now, too big to fail. That is the phrase that the government always uses whenever they want to bail out some big corporation. Is it too big to fail? Is it the corporations or is it the government that's too big? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. Our topic tonight is corporate welfare, or as I like to say, crony capitalism. Now, just to clear the air, we're not against capitalism, which is really a basic economic uh, platform of private ownership where a free market should operate, rule and reign, uh, supply and demand determines the market where people can make money on their own. And it's uh, a great thing that has lifted our nation to uh, being one of the top nations in the world. It's really helped with a lot of people uh, like the minorities and just the poor people who don't have a lot of assets, but capitalism has raised them up. But like with anything, it's not perfect. And there are some issues and situations, especially when the government intervenes. So we're gonna talk about that tonight. So if, uh, as normal, we're gonna go way down to the Sunshine State to my favorite Republican, and one of my uh, one of the greatest uh, conservative minds in the United States, Mr. David McKay down in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> Florida. Hey, David, you're on the Liberty yes. Show. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Thank you, thank you. What do you think? Well, the fact of life is who you know gets you in line a lot farther up the path and competition that sure helps a lot, but it ain't fair. And uh, we've noticed recently there were some complaints in the from contracts from Homeland Security where some of Grinnell friend, friends made out quite well. How do you stop it? We have to have watchdogs, but how do we stop it? Well, let me ask you this. What you're alluding to is a lot of the government spending uh, directly with corporations where they give contracts of subsidies set pricing to one industry or one particular company and not the other. And as you said, that is not free. That's not a free market. That's not capitalism. That's not uh, supply and demand. Supply and demand should, should, you know, people's quality, their price, whatever, should, should determine it. But our government is picking and choosing who they want to benefit. What do you think about the lobbyist issue? What about the corporations that lobby the government and donate to people's campaigns and uh, pad people's pockets in order for favors? Um, it, it, it's wrong because of so much. You give them an inch and they're taking all kinds of feet. As soon as the government <laughs> opens its wallet, people are flocking to get their hands on it. So, yeah, there's cheating going on. And it's our money that they're playing with. And we lose in more than one way. They're always happy to take our money and then more. Great point. You know, it's cheating and stealing but they're stealing from the taxpayers. You know, when we refer to the government, we keep thinking of DC or Washington or the Congress, but we are the government. So when um, the government loans Kodak $750 million, they didn't, we loaned it to them. 
I don't even know the people at Kodak. Why did we load it to it? You know, <laughs> and we have all of these, you know, reasons this company's too big to fail. But, you know, we help out the companies and the corporations, even now with the COVID. But what about the ordinary citizens? What about us? We are the ones that get lost and missed out. That Kodak one's a good example because <laughs> those corporate heads made millions on their stock and stock options on top of it. So they not only, they'll cheat anyone <laughs> to get ahead. That, that's a great point, David. Uh, me being a, uh, in the finance arena, the, some of the leaders of Kodak are under investigation currently from the SEC Securities and Exchange Commission because they actually bought some stock at a lower price before they knew it publicly that the government was going to uh, loan them this money, which is totally illegal. So thank well, you. Were, yeah, before you go, you realize that what went from $3 to $21 back down to below 8 and the little guy is probably the one that bought it at 20. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and, and that's the way it is. It's, it's still favoritism, perks, and things like that. That, like they told us in college, uh, they asked the question, what's the difference between a gift and a bribe? Do you know yeah. the answer, David? The, 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 <laughs> they're the, the same. <laughs> they're the same. The bribe is only if you get caught. <laughs> okay. Thank you, David, for bringing us into this uh, podcast. Have a great one and stay safe down there in Florida. Thank you, Kevin. Okay. Thank you. Now we're going to go to some of our anchors for tonight. We're going to start off here in Georgia in the great city of Atlanta with one of our regulars, Mr. Tevin Goss. Tevin, you're on the Liberty Show. So, Tevin, do you think is it yeah. bad to make money or is it bad for the government to um, help corporations make money, uh, sort of like in a sense of favoritism? I mean, I think, you know, it, it's nothing wrong with making money. But, yeah, the, the sense of the uh, showing of, as you would say, favoritism is a problem. Like I said, when half of the nation, when we have economic disparities and inequalities in the nation, and you have a lot of these big businesses still raking in huge amounts of money in the midst, not of just the pandemic, but even prior to um, what, what happened prior to the pandemic, making large amounts of money on situations like when we had the 2008 recession. A lot of people that lost their homes, there were some corporate, there were some certain businesses that were making profits during that particular time period. So that is a issue. And with our government assisting in certain scales of, like I said, allowing them to have um, uh, larger tax breaks, depending upon who they are and what they are, and allowing those loopholes for these big conglomerates to be able to rake in a large um, amount of profits is a problem. And like I said, for the government to assist them in that is an issue. Where is the, I guess, the, the boundary drawn? And I think the question is not whether or not corporations should have more or less power, rather it's about what rights and powers corporations should have for what purposes in somewhat of a sense and for what intentions. Great point. Well, thank you, Tevi. As usual, you're always on target with some great, um, some, some great aspects. But let me ask you this, Tevin. What about, you know, the government helping these big corporations, like even now with COVID, but yet they can't find money to help the ordinary people? We've got people now trying to live on unemployment or whatever with $130 a week, but yet they can give corporations, loan them a billion or $3 billion. Well, what do you think of that? I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem when you can't allow, you know, when you can't write off um, a check that would assist a person from day to day to make payments 
on their home or buy them the basic necessities, especially in this period, but that you can write off or give money to a larger corporation for them to initially become richer. And that's the whole statement of the fact that the rich become rich, but the poor become poor, making those concessions for the extremely wealthy of the have, the have or the have not is, is an issue. Okay. Well, thank you so much as usual. Okay, Mr. Jared, who do we have next on the Liberty Show? I see Tim is uh, here. I just have a quick question for Tevin. Tevin, do you see the problem that the, the issue isn't with the corporations earning a profit? The issue is with how they earn a profit. Is that your concern? Yeah, in some form of a sense. It's not the fact of you actually being able to earn a profit. But if you are, I mean, if there are certain bylaws in place for certain businesses, if you're a small business starting up, as opposed to a major company that's been around for years, and you're able to have certain concessions and, and make more money or to, or like I said, have certain concessions made for you to make more of a profit. It's not necessarily, and I don't have a problem with how people make those earnings. I mean, like I said, you want to buy and sell, but like I said, when you become rising a certain rate and are in a certain position, and like I said, with the government being able to allow certain conglomerate uh, major um, businesses to have that um, vast amount of autonomy of how they're able to earn money and various uh, different avenues of streams, that can be an issue for me, you know, as opposed to that person that's just maybe starting out with a smaller business that may not have as much, but there is a cutoff, I guess, for, for certain individuals, in a sense. For me, it's not about how you make the money, but it's, it's how, I guess, what our government allows certain businesses, the government, certain right. um, aspects. Yeah. They're, they're biased towards them. Well, we're going to come back to Tim in a little bit. Um, let's go up to the great state of New York. There is an awesome guy up there. His name is Kevin also. All these Kevins are just awesome. I, I, I wonder why. But anyway, Mr. Kevin Wilson, you're on the Liberty Show. Hey, Kevin. Good to be here again. Hey, and let me shout out a happy belated birthday to you. I think you turned a sweet 16 last week, last sweet Sunday six. or something. <laughs> sweet 16, yeah. No, uh, my, my 30th birthday. So Wow. Oh, you guys are older than me. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey, Kevin, welcome back to the Liberty Show. What do you think about big corporations and crony capitalism, corporate welfare? You know, I, I'm glad the Kodak thing was already brought up because I am, I, it's definitely a big thing here in Rochester, New York, because of course, Kodak is based in Rochester and it's a, you know, a company that's, that's so tied to the history of this town. So a lot of people in that, that loan announcement, that $765 million loan announcement came out, they're really excited, like, oh, great, we're going to make Rochester great again. Cool. It's going to be awesome. You know, of course, I, I I come in a bit more skeptical. I think that anytime the government comes in with this huge chunk of money to go and do something, they, they want to make these things called active pharmaceutical ingredients. Kodak does not make these things. They have they have no experience doing this. So now they're getting this, or they they could be getting this huge chunk of money right now. It's it's delayed actually. The uh, the government agency that is issuing these loans is, is saying that they are putting the Kodak one on hold because of the SEC stuff that's going on right now. But, you know, we, we're looking at this situation and I actually had um, Scott Lincecum on my radio show yesterday talking about this issue. And he's like, we, we, don't, we don't have an issue with making active pharmaceutical ingredients in the U.S. And now we're giving 
all this money to an underprepared corporation? Like how, how on earth does this company that doesn't have any experience making pharmaceuticals get this big loan? Well, of course, it's because they got into the lobbying game this year and uh, they spent $870,000 on lobbying in the last few months and turned that into potentially, still potentially, a $765 million loan to break into a brand new industry. And that is one of the big issues with crony capitalism. It's not capitalism itself. This isn't free markets at work. This is the government taking our money and then giving it to their corporate friends to go and turn that into more money for themselves. That's not how the free market's supposed to work. If Kodak was really capable of making pharmaceutical drugs and they were going to meet a need in the market, well, they would go out and be able to find a private investor to do just that, but they didn't. Kev, let me, let me back up. Would you just explain a little bit about how the lobbying system works with corporations and the government for maybe some of our viewers that, um, or listeners that are unaware? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, a lot of it's like a, a, down in D.C. or in Albany, uh, the, either swamp in, play, in whatever place you have. You know, you, you have folks who are from either interest groups like, you know, dairy, aerospace, pharmaceuticals, chemical, whatever it is. Uh, and they, they either pull their resources together or they go in individually and they hire folks to try to convince members of Congress or whatever state legislative body that you have to, to pass legislation, right? And this isn't necessarily a bad thing in itself. You know, we, we can be lobbyists as individuals too. We can lobby our members of Congress to, to pass legislation. But, but where it starts to get a little bit skeevy a little bit is, uh, is when these lobby, lobbyists or lobbying groups start to donate you know, big sums of money to the campaigns of these members of Congress or dump their money into super PACs or PACs that, that support their reelection initiatives, even though you're not really supposed to do that. But that's how it ends up working in a lot of cases. And so that, that's where things get a little bit off. And then you have this thing called regulatory capture too, where these industries get together and they write regulations that they're able to get around, but it makes it harder for their competitors to be able to, to have a fair shake in the market in this situation. So that's what Tevin paying, was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it ends up paying off huge for them. So again, Kodak spending $870,000 in lobbying money this year, well, it may pay off huge. And that, that's really cheap. I tell you, I was looking into that. The, the lobbying industry, oh, my goodness. We'd have to do a whole show on that. It's millions and millions. There are some lobbyists that make $20 million a year for just one person, not one industry, one person. So we're talking about millions of dollars. We're talking about gifts. We're talking about um, dinners and bottles of wine and going just, just yeah. un, unfathomable. Right. It's not always campaign contributions. Like, you, like yeah. if you, I've worked in a congressional office before, like you got to be careful about what you can take. You got to register everything, but there, there are ways that you can, you know, get around it and help like that's the, or like show your appreciation for passing legislation. That's what happens all the time. So you just, people find loopholes and find creative well, let ways me, to do that. Let ahead. me ask you, Kevin, as a libertarian and a libertarian candidate, um, you are running for office, right? Uh, what, what is your yes, position sir. you're running for? I'm running for Congress in New York's 25th Congressional District. Okay. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Well, as a libertarian, a libertarian candidate, what is your view on this corporate welfare? Because we know how libertarians feel about regular welfare. We have been uh, criticized sometimes. Oh, you guys want to cut welfare. You want to help people. But corporate wealth is still welfare. It's still just giving out more and more of the taxpayer dollars. Uh, so, so what's your official view on that? 
No, I mean, it, it's, it's terrible. It's not good. You know, I'm, not, I'm against that. I'm against bailouts. I'm against uh, any of these uh, situations where just a select few companies are able to get massive amounts of help from taxpayers. That's not how the free market's supposed to work. It doesn't create resiliency. It creates a lot of a lot more issues. And again, it, it ain't fair for them to take money from us and to give that to these big, well-connected corporations. Yeah, it's it's not good. I'm, I'm against it. That's that's the easy. Well, well I, I heard a very interesting concept today called compassion capitalism, and that is the social justice aspect of well, we've got to help corporations because they're helping the people, they're providing jobs, and they're feeding the community. You know, but they're also feeding their pockets. We've got CEOs making a hundred million dollars a year just in bonuses, not including salaries and perks. But then they're laying off people. You know. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you get some of these where you have, you know, these executives or, you know, they'll call them golden parachutes and they'll they'll tank a company. They'll get a bunch of money from the government and uh, they'll end up still walking away with hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in some situations while they lay off their workers and their company fails. But they're, they're yeah. able to work the system to be able to take advantage of it and do that. And that, that ain't right. That's, you know, again, that's not not really how a free market's supposed to work in these situations, that there should be consequences to mismanaging that amount of money. And, and folks aren't facing that. So as one uh, last question, uh, as a libertarian, what do you think would be a one possible solution alternative to, to fixing this problem or to bringing us back to uh, normalcy? I mean, a lot of it is that there, there's an attitude among the political class that if something needs to get done, government needs to do it. And so that ends up creating a lot of really bad incentives for corporations to go out and lobby and to create that regulatory capture. The, the, the best solution to all this is to get the government out of the economy in a lot of cases. And I know progressives think that the, the opposite solution is the case, that we need to regulate more and that's what's going to fix it. To me, it's the opportunity to create regulatory capture and corruption in these situations is created by a massive overbloated, out-of-control state itself. So reducing the size of the government overall, reducing regulations, making clear, simple rules, and then not giving away that corporate welfare. Not giving away our tax dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Not giving away our money. It's not even our money anymore. Remember, it's all debt now. So, <laughs> Do you know how, what I could do with 750 I mean, do you know how many yachts I'm No, I'm just joking. So many. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kevin, as usual. And Kevin, uh, tell us, what is your uh, website for your campaign in case someone wants to investigate you, not investigate you, to yeah. look you up or to donate? Investigate me like those Kodak executives. No, uh, <laughs> uh, my website is uh, kevinwilsonforcongress.com, and you can also find my Facebook page, Twitter, all that stuff on there. Okay. Thank you, Kev. Enjoy your nice day and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Okay. Next, Mr. Jared, you're the birthday boy and you're on the Liberty Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the birthday wishes as well. All right, so capitalism and corporations, uh, definitely a hot topic here. One of the things I've been thinking about recently is uh, definitely the large tech corporations, especially the, the sort of social media platforms and how we're really starting to, to see issues there regardless of whether you have a more conservative take or uh, a more left-wing sort of take. So some people are worried about uh, uh, fake news being proliferated on, on these platforms and disinformation flowing freely without uh, really the chance to effectively uh, respond to, to the, the various uh, 
information that is inaccurate that people are getting and not questioning. Other people are worried that these uh, uh, platforms are are now uh, encroaching on free freedom of expression and free speech uh, with uh, some moves to ban, uh, especially uh, conservative voices from from platforms. Uh, and so a lot of people aren't happy with the the power that uh, that these these tech giants have have accumulated. And uh, I think this is one of those situations where it's not so clear cut what the what the solution is here. I mean, uh, certainly the the government uh, tends to prop up bigger corporations through this cronyism that we've been talking about, and uh, there's not a ton of social media regulation yet, but uh, Trump seems to to want to to head that way, especially with his new executive order that says uh, the Chinese social media platform TikTok will need to be acquired by a U.S. company or they're getting shut down here. But both these things are are, are somewhat worrying. Uh, do we want the government saying which social media can be allowed to to operate here? Because I mean, these are these are sources of of information uh, for us and and ways to express our views and and get connected to to others. So the fact that Trump can just sign an executive order and get a get a platform online platform out of this country without democratic approval and a platform that millions of Americans use, that is somewhat worrying. But uh, there's also worries that like TikTok as like an arm of, of China could be promoting its own sorts of fake news or, or propaganda in this. So I, I don't see a, a, a clear ish, a clear cut uh, road forward in, in specific corporate issues like this. Um, certainly if we had an easier access to the the market here where uh, even a smaller company could start a, a new social media platform that could be competitive that would be ideal to to get more competition but that's also a situation where you can have little hubs of extremism pop up and well is that something we we want to tolerate because that can be really uh, have some terrible effects when all these people get uh, siloed into their little channels and are are encouraging each other in their sort of anti-human ideas. I mean, that, that can very well be the breeding grounds for, for terrorist attacks, which is something we, we want to avoid. So yeah, I don't have any solutions here, but this is sort of one of the uh, kind of most interesting uh, issues in terms of the, the big corporations that impact our lives uh, nowadays, I'd say. Well, thank you, Jared. I agree. I don't know about a solution, but I know if we got the government out of even social media, it's like they're in our bedrooms, they're in our food, they're in our religion. You know, what? what's next? What's left for them to take over? And that that's just, just too much, you know. So I see that my friend is here, Mr. Ed from Georgia. What do you have to say about big corporations and crony capitalism? You're on the uh, Liberty Show. Well... Everything's gotten kind of complicated now, like the guy was just saying about TikTok, because while this was going on, you guys might not have found out, but Trump has made an executive order to extend unemployment benefits. So he's now doing what the Democrats said they were going to do, but didn't do. And so like he's kind of played a trick on people's mind, you know. But uh, basically, I was just posting here 
when they talk about corporate welfare and the workers, I kind of do think that for a while we have had so many regulations that you really just have all these people at these low level jobs where they don't really grow in the position that they're at for the corporation. It's just to maintain the balance of society that for so long we've kind of kept low, low skill people on corporate payrolls. But yeah, I do think whenever the government gives those kind of bailouts, it's mostly to help the people uh, on top. Like they definitely take the lion's share of it. But uh, we've had a corporate socialist blended system since around the 90s. I think the Clinton welfare to work may have had something to do with it. And let me ask you a question. You're a big Trump supporter. So do you think it's right for President Trump to loan these money, these uh, large amounts of monies to corporations and to you know, for example, boost certain corporation stock by promoting their possible vaccines and things like that. Do you agree with that? Is Trump doing that? Yes. I haven't seen that happening. That seems to be what Congress is doing, but I haven't seen Trump doing it. No, Trump, Trump seems to be interested in the hardware corporations, not the software ones. But uh, we may be in some kind of a stage where it's like almost nothing is made in America anymore. And I think that Trump was trying to bring our stuff back to America. But uh, yeah, these big software companies are bad news because yeah, they've, they're definitely running some kind of dangerous oligarchy where they're spying on us at all times. And they're really, I mean, everything that went on with COVID and this quarantine and all this stuff was horrible because essentially all they forced people to do was stay at home and like plug into this online universe and everybody's minds are like just taking in this stuff day in and day out and day. And I've had to go through, man, I've had to unfriend people on Facebook, unfollow people and really tailor what comes to me because I just don't want to see some of this stuff because it's just, it's just going to blow a head gasket in my head. Well, let me ask you something, Ed. You say that, you know, like, of course, maybe the Chinese are spying on, on us and different things. But America's not an innocent nation. You don't think that we spy on people? You don't think that we have corporate espionage, that our FBI, CIA, Secret Service has done things? Oh, what, yeah. if other what if other countries banned us and blocked us? Well, I think a lot of countries would like to do that. Interesting, interesting. Well, thank you, Ed, as usual. Uh, stay, uh, don't go anywhere in case you have any questions or comments later on. Okay, um, next, we have uh, my main man, DK, and he's not the murderer, you guys, Mr. Damon Kennedy from Stockbridge, Georgia. Damon, you're on the Liberty Show. What's going on, Kev and everybody? How y'all you, you doing? As always, great conversation uh, on, on a very uh, nuanced issue. My take on it is that part of the challenge that we have in, in America is our two-party system, as everything always boils down to that, is that you don't we don't really have a true option, right? So on the left, they generally say that uh, corporations are evil, so let's give all sorts of handouts and uh, welfare, <clears throat> government welfare to individuals, which is not right. But then on the right, they say that, well, you know, single parents are, are, are killing the economy. They're just leeches on the system. Meanwhile, in the same breath, they're, they're giving, they're backing up the Brinks truck to all these corporations, giving them money hand over fist. And so with this whole COVID deal, it exposed what everybody, if they didn't know it now, they, if they didn't know it before, they know it now that the government in, uh, in like over a weekend just said, hey, hey, uh, large corporations, here's $4 trillion, here, make it work. 
Whereas when the, the average person, it, let's say a single parent or somebody on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, if they're having financial difficulties, they're told to figure it out. But these large corporations who have, you know, they've got lawyers on the payroll, accountants on the payroll, they've got people with MBAs who are supposedly the best of the best, but they give them money hand over fist, like I said, and they're, they're able to make money on top of money. Which, again, if we're talking free market, that's not what the free market is. The free market is if you've got a great business idea and it's so great, then you should be able to go out to the market, make it work, uh, and, you, and you make money based upon that. Now, with the government just giving money hand over fist to these large corporations during, during COVID, it's counterproductive because the past decade, what have a lot of these large corporations been doing? Stock buybacks. And so if, on the one hand, you're getting money from the corporations at the same time, get doing stock buybacks, you're basically double dipping, right? So with our taxpayer dollars, we're giving it to large corporations who are then buying back the stock, boosting up their share prices. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great gig if you can get it. Meanwhile, the average person's, you know, trying to make, trying to figure out how they're going to pay their rent or how they're going to eat each month. That's garbage. Well, Damon, I've got a great question for you. You're my expert on reparations for slavery. <laughs> Let me hear it, Damon. What do you want? <laughs> Cut the check. <laughs> okay. So, so Damon, yeah. we don't have any money to pay people reparations for slavery. We can't afford it is the biggest excuse we hear. But yet we've got billions. And I looked at one estimate online. It said over $100 billion just in one year to, that we um, give directly to corporations, not including loans and perks and contracts. So how can we have these billions and trillions to help corporations but we can't give anybody for reparations for slavery. What do you think of that? It's all a matter of, of perspective, and it's all a matter of, of what, are you, what are you willing to do to make things right? When we talk about reparations, if reparations had been paid immediately to, uh, to slaves, immediately post-slavery, we're not having this discussion right now. However, what a lot of people don't know is that reparations were paid, but they were paid to the slave owners. Right. Which is if you think about it, that's the most disrespectful thing you could ever see in the history of the world. The fact right. that the people that were enslaved get nothing but the people who own the slaves got money. And now all of a sudden you want to you want to cry broke saying, well, we don't have the money. Well, you have the money to give them. You have the money to give to Native Americans. You have the money to give to you know, Japanese who were interned. You have money to give to the Jews who were, um, you know, Holocaust survivors. And that didn't even happen here. So all these different groups of people have been given reparations. But and then. They, the country always wants to say, well, you know, slavery was America's greatest sin. Well, okay, you say that, but then you're not trying to make it right, then shut up. You, you, why are you even making the conversation about it was wrong, but you're not trying to make it right? Because so in other way, words, that $765 million to Kodak could have been part of your reparation. <laughs> absolutely. And like I said, they, 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 do, they do with the money what they want. Like I said, over a weekend, they, they, they pulled four trillion out, out of their butt to give to corporations. But then when you've got people who are without a job because of the, the government mandated shutdown, they're just told to figure it out somehow. And how are they supposed to do that? So really, if you want to do anything, if we're talking about welfare of any sort, if we're going to demonize welfare, let's at least prioritize it and say, which is going to be better. If we have a consumer driven culture, if you, instead of giving those corporations the $4 trillion, you gave it to the people, give them the $4 trillion, that money's going to go back into the economy anyway, because most people are, you know, most people are not that financially astute to invest it. So if they're not going to invest it for their own personal well-being, they're at least going to buy stuff and put it back into the economy anyway. Interesting. Thank you, Dave. Man. Well, that was definitely interesting, what Damon said. 
it was pretty cool. Even though I disagreed with parts of it, a lot of it I agreed with. I think what I wanted to say was with people on the left, when they talk about, I was just thinking about like Chelsea Clinton and when the Clintons did that scam to get to Haiti, get that money to Haiti. Basically, the Clintons took the lion's share of the money and they disseminated the scraps out to the people of Haiti. And I think that's kind of how a lot of these direct leftist government handout programs work with the people at top, you know, people like the Clintons taking the, the lion's share. Oh, and what I was going to say is that now the corporations are all woke. You know, they're spending thousands of thousands of dollars on being woke and woke marketing stuff. And yet they're probably paying their low level people like eight bucks an hour. And like those people are on food stamps. So, I mean, that's kind of why where my disagreement comes with some of this stuff. Basically, yeah, you're right. The wokeness is now this sort of, um, I don't know, it's like a like the velvet glove on the iron fist kind of thing where the corporations are screwing the people over. But as long as they're saying they're woke, they get away with it. You know, oh, I'll pay somebody $7 an hour and they can be on food stamps. But, oh, I'm so woke. And yeah, and then of course they're going to have all their woke consultants, you know, who are going to be the connected people, you know, get, get these nice big salaries, but not, not the low level workers. Well, thank you, Ed. We're going to get ready to go to our main researcher, Tim. But before we do, do we have any of our ladies of liberty that want to speak up? I mean, I think we're all getting screwed and we can sit here, we can talk this, oh, the leftists did this and the right did that. But at the end of the day, we as the American people are being screwed by our government. It's like we're all bending over and they're screwing us. And we, we know it. But my thing is, as, as the late, great Reverend John Lewis would say, I think we all just need to get into some good trouble. And we just need to do whatever is necessary to right this wrong, whatever revolution it's going to take, because they're not going to stop. I mean, this has been going on for far too long and there is no, oh, the Clintons did this or, or the Bush or the Reagans did that. It doesn't matter. We're all getting screwed at the end of the day. All of us, you know, I guess, quote unquote, ordinary people. And until we fight back and say, we're not taking this crap anymore. You know, I think that's the only way a change is, gonna, is, gonna, is going to happen. When our backs, are, as it is now, is completely up against the wall, we must do something because they're not going to stop. The elitists are not going to stop doing what they're doing and we, till we put their butt on the fire. Well, let me ask you, Ms. Charlie, what do you think about the government giving, you know, not only do we give contracts to certain companies, we overpay them. For example, a lot of the Pentagon payments, they might pay $400 for a $2 hammer, you right. know, and we're just forcing companies to be very wealthy. And, and they make these deals on golf courses, on, on, on yachts. So what do you mm-hmm. think about that? When there are everyday people out here struggling, you know, literally struggling, you know, just to eat or whatever. Exactly. But yet we're giving corporations billions and trillions. I mean, it's, it's really sad. It's absurd. And it's, you know, at, at, to some point it's a little evil. Because I thought that our government, you know, you would think or, or so you project that you're for the people and to do whatever it takes for the people. You know, and I get all about, you know, having to have money for um, military and things like that to protect the country, this and the other. But at the end of the day, our politicians, true, it's truly just a game. You're not in it for the people. 
And to me, the only people that have ever made changes throughout history are like grassroots organizations. It's not people within politics itself. As the young man was speaking about earlier, half of the politicians are listening to the lobbyists, the ones that got the money. You don't care about the ordinary people. And until the ordinary people, until we figure out a way to band together and go sit up on that grass at Washington at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, then I think that's the only way a change is going to happen. I really do. Because it's just, it's pathetic. It's a sickness. This country, is, you know, COVID has this country all crazy if you want to hear the truth of the matter. But at the same time, I think the nature of this country is just being unearthed. It was found on greediness and, it, and it's going to implode on greediness. Mm, interesting. Well, great point as usual. Thank you, Miss Charlie. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, we're going to go to our lead researcher and policy person, Mr. Tim Smith in Atlanta, Georgia. Tim, you're on the Liberty Show. Correct us, straighten us out, put us on the right track. Well, you know, listening to this, the only thing that came to my mind is that I'm tired of getting of my paycheck getting jacked. That's all I heard. Uh, we can talk about welfare, whether it's for corporate um, corporations or for individuals. At the end of the day, my paycheck's getting jacked, and that's all I'm concerned about. Specifically to corporations jacking my or, or using the government to jack my paycheck. That's just utterly disgusting. And as we've already hit upon, we can trace that back to lobbyists. So when we look at how our paychecks get jacked, whether it's for corporate welfare, social welfare, at the end of the day, all of that comes back to the lobbyists who are paid by special interest groups to get what they want done in Congress. And that's why my paycheck gets jacked. And that's what I'm pissed off about is that at the end of the day, we can talk about whether the government is for the people. I don't really get caught up in that because the way, I, the way I look at it as an individual, I don't want the government dictating to me altruism. So I don't care about social welfare when it comes to being a taxpayer. And I don't care about corporations. And if we look, the corporations hire, as I think it was Damon pointed out, these MBAs, these, these masters of business to come up with these catchphrases like too big to fail. We know that's BS. If we would have allowed GM to fail, we wouldn't have been harmed. Sure, some individuals would have lost their job. Fine, that would have happened. That happens in every market cycle. But at the end of the day, we know that the US car industry wouldn't have failed or folded as a whole because Ford was able to do, and not only Ford continued, but now we have Tesla. So at the end of the day, what I see is rich folks, folks in power telling me, telling you, telling all of us, screw you, we know what's best for you. And this is the problem that I have with government in general, whether we're talking about social welfare or corporate welfare, at the end of the day, some a-hole is jacking my check. And the way the government continues to jack my check and to jack your check and to jack everyone else's check is to get us to see things as us against them. Oh, well, it's the right and the left. This is one thing that both the right and the left can agree on. We can all agree on that, hey, I don't like my check getting jacked. So if we can agree on that, let's come together and as Ms. Charlie stated, figure out a way that we can stand up and say, we're done getting our checks jacked for rich people. We're done getting our checks jacked in the name of social welfare. Let that be something that we as individuals decide for ourselves how we're going to help out our neighbors. That should be the job of the individual, not the job of government. So Tim, let me ask you a question. Uh, great points as usual, but 
you know, I want you to um, expound upon the fact that this is not just a left or right issue. Both sides, all these different political groups, interest groups have lobbyists and, and a, uh, play in this game. And the people are the ones losing. You know, can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I mean, anyone who's, who, who has spent any time at their state capitol or went to D.C. for a lobby day, we've seen these individuals that walk around with these pins tacked onto their shirts and blouses and jackets and coats, whatever, and it says that they are a lobbyist. These folks are paid by corporate corporations, they're paid by entities to affect change within legislations. These are evil things. This is an evil, so the government wasn't structured. Uh, um, even those folks that believe that we are, uh, the U.S. is a democracy, which is not, we are a representative public, but whatever the case, whatever you want to believe, at the end of the day, we can all agree that if I own XYZ company and I can pay $5 million towards lobbying, that I shouldn't be able to spend five or, or, or use my $5 million to create legislation that works in my benefit. We can all agree on that. So if we can all agree on that, why aren't we questioning the way that government functions? And the reason why we don't, we don't, we don't question the way government functions is because folks in government and folks who have power, they've figured out ways to keep us at odds with each other. So we've got this whole conservative versus liberal beef. The liberals, you know, we want to use government our way to pay for social welfare. And the, 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 the so-called um, conservatives are like, well, yeah, we want to use it to pay for, 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 for the corporations. At the end of the day, the only one that gets screwed are you and I, the individual who's out in the street. So this is, this is something that we as individuals have to question. Why do we allow government to function this way? Why do we allow folks to be paid, to receive salaries? And these folks make, these the, lobbying uh, or being a paid lobbyist, not an advocate, but a paid lobbyist, that's a lucrative field to go into. Why do we allow that into government, whether it's for quote-unquote good or for quote-unquote bad? It shouldn't be. Okay, question, uh, Tim, my next question. You know, with the uh, Supreme Court decision, what was it, Citizens United and everything, now corporations are legal people and they have a political voice. What do you think about that? And, you know, especially with the super PACs using, you know, I mean, masses, you know, we want our viewers to know we're talking about massive amount of money. We're not talking about 10 or $20 or 10000 $100 million, $10 million. And they can spend limitless. It's just like no rules, you know, um, however they want to, whenever, wherever they want to, uh, so that they can influence um, uh, legislation, influence uh, campaigns and uh, uh, elections. What do you think of that? So the problem I see with that, right, and in general, is that we've allowed too much money to flow into elections. There's no reason why that you can convince, there, there's not a reason why anyone can convince me that, Trump or anyone else who's running for president needs a half a billion dollars in their coffers, needs a hundred million dollars. This is bullshit to say that, oh, well, to, to limit how much money that I can use to influence a, 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 a race is limiting my constitutional right to expression. That's BS. Because then what it does is it states, it creates a, a, a system where an individual who has $500 million his right to speech or expression is much greater than mine, where I only have $10 to support my favorite candidate. So that was bold to say that, oh, you know, the candidates need to, uh, um, to, to, 
to um, to to stipend or or to stifle how much money goes into onto elections is an infringement on an uh, individual's right to expression. That's BS. Again, we need to look at how our elections, how our government runs. We need to get rid of lobbyists. Those should be the first. Like everyone says, they hate attorneys and and they're the, the you know they're evil. Great. Most lobbyists are attorneys, so we can all agree. Let's get rid of the lobbyists. One, get them out. And two, let's let's get the money out of politics in general. It doesn't take it shouldn't take. I, I won't say it doesn't. It shouldn't take half a billion dollars to run for president. That's absurd. And we see how this is used for third party candidates. Look at um, um, the Libertarian Party. Look at the Green Party. These two parties don't have that type of capital, and because they don't have that type of capital, they're not as effective as they could be in politics in shaping political discourse in this country if we took the money out of politics, if we took the money out of running races. That, that, that's the point I wanted you to get to. And then we're going to go to uh, Kevin Wilson has a, a point to add to what you're saying. But, you know, the person that, that has more money, whether it be an individual or a big corporation, they're getting a greater voice in our political system. And, and that's just not fair. That's not the way this democracy or republic uh, a representative republic is supposed to be. So uh, let's go back up to New York State. Kevin Wilson, you had a comment on what Tim said. Hey, so Tim, overall, big fan of what you're saying. You're right. The, the government is jacking our paycheck, and we all should be mad about that. I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll go with the, the libertarian line of taxation is theft. Really, taxation is extortion. I don't like the government taking my money and giving it to other folks, uh, particularly big corporations who have lobbied for it. Now, the only issue that I see with some of this discussion, I'm sure this is an unpopular opinion based on what other folks have said here today, but you know, I, I don't think that you can really stop lobbying fully without stopping free speech. You can set some limits on it, sure, but but overall, like you know, I, I think transparency is far more important and more uh, impactful than than limiting the ability to be able to 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 spend money where you want and to to spend money to be able to to amplify the message that you have because where where do you draw the line on when and how you're able to spend that can i go in and have a platform for speaking on something uh on a particular issue where i'm able to spend um, unlimited amounts compared to spending on a political campaign to me i'd rather just know who is spending that money and why they're spending it and i'll give a specific specific example there's a da race in monroe county where i live up here in new york last year where there's a a republican democrat candidate and i think the democrat candidate ended up getting to a bit of trouble because she got a ton of money. She got hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, actually directly from George Soros. Like, and that that's not like a, a conspiracy theorist thing, like where, where that people talk about. No, she actually got, we, you could see the records. They got it from George Soros and it became an issue in the campaign. They were able to outspend the Republican by a huge amount in that campaign because of all that money from George Soros. But because that made people uncomfortable, it ended up being a detriment to her campaign and to her message, it ended up being a distraction. So I think having that transparency, Knowing that knowing where that money comes from is more important, and it doesn't necessarily give you as much of a political advantage in that realm. So I'd rather there be fewer restrictions there. And I think the better solution to addressing corporatism is to just stop having the government spend so much money in all these places. If there's less money being taken out and extracted from the taxpayers to be given out to to big companies, we'll have fewer problems in this area. Okay, Kevin, and then Tim, I'll let you respond to that. But Kevin, Kevin, what what we're the point we want to see the connection that the government's big putting out is because the companies are putting out. Corporations are to me the lobbyists just basically bribing, you know, candidates and politicians, and then they turn around and pass legislation or give them big contracts. 
So there's a direct correlation there. So I do see Tim's point of cutting out some of that lobbying, even though it could be free speech, but it also could be bribery speech. You understand? I mean, there's just a direct correlation. I understand what you're saying, but there's still a direct correlation there. Tim, do you want to respond? I want to make a distinction um, between advocating and lobbying. Here in the state of Georgia, you all may recall that we, um, uh, um, we specifically um, in the state of Atlanta, it started and then it became a state thing where cash bail, uh, we eliminated cash bail. Technically, we didn't eliminate it, but we'll get, that's a whole different story. If you look at city of Atlanta, Georgia, the fight for cash bail, we see that there were um, lobbyists that were paid by the Bell Bondsman Association. They had a slew of lobbyists that came into the city of Atlanta, city hall, and then went to the state capitol and lobbied for, hey, cash bail shouldn't be eliminated, et cetera, et cetera. Great. That's lobbying. I'm against that. I'm not against an individual advocating or even a group of individuals advocating and saying, listen, we believe X, Y, Z. If, and this is, this is the thing, right? If individuals who aren't being paid and they just naturally believe that there should be welfare for corporations that want to go to the state capital or to the, to the, um, to DC and lobby for, for um, welfare for corporations, fine. But to state or to take the position that corporations are people, that's full. In my point of view, respectfully, I don't believe that. A corporation is just a business entity. That's for a group of individuals come together and they do it for, for multiple reasons, some of which are it protects their profits in case they get sued and it protects their, their um, um, it shelters them from taxation. That's not an individual, that's a corporate, that's a, a business entity. So I don't believe, I, it's hard for me to be convinced that corporations are people too. No, they're business entities. But if an individual believes that uh, um, a corporation should receive welfare, fine. Let them go to the state capitol, let them go to DC and not be paid to make that case to their legislature, um, legislators. Short of that, then yes, for an individual, uh, for me to go uh, to the Capitol and say corporate welfare sucks and they're paying their talking heads $150,000 a year to do the same thing that I'm doing gratis, yeah, that's an infringement on my freedom of expression because those folks are, have way more tools, they have way more uh, um, access to attorneys, access to not only attorneys, but access to legislators than I do. So yes, I will make the, the argument that lobbying or, or lobbyists, paid lobbyists are an infringement on the individual's right to expression and speech. Well, great. Well, we just want to remind everyone you're listening to The Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. We want to remind you to uh, like this podcast. Also hit that subscribe button. Do it right now before you forget. You can also follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, like us and all that good stuff and all the social media. And now, we are actually on LinkedIn. You can follow us on LinkedIn. So my question, guys, once again, back to the concept of the compassion of corporatism, of capitalism. You know, we need to, a lot of people's, their debate is that we have to help corporations because they're providing jobs to us. We have to keep them going because they're the ones donating money to charities. So what do you guys think of that, that we have to protect these big companies and keep them going because otherwise the economy will crash and our nation would fall apart. No, I mean, I don't think it's a, the role of the government to do that. 
companies will, if, if people are able and have the freedom to be able to, to meet the needs and provide services for folks of their own initiative, they will do that because of their own profit mode. The government doesn't need to prop those corporations up. The government doesn't need to go out and do stuff. Like, like I think I said it in, in the first thing I said is that there's, there's a, a culture among the political class that thinks that if the government doesn't do something, then it's not going to get done at all. That's not at all true. If the government doesn't uh, go and put food on the table for us, well, there are companies that are making bread. There are companies that are making uh, vegetables. There are companies that are making uh, drinks for us. There, there are people who are out doing these things of their own initiative. If the government butts out of this process, markets will find a way. So no, the government doesn't need to do that stuff. Uh, the basic things government should do, which is make sure that there's no force fraud or coercion. You know, if your companies are ripping folks off, that's when government should get involved. But they shouldn't be handing out uh, huge fat paychecks to uh, these companies so they can uh, basically cash out or, or keep alive when when there there isn't a demand for their services anymore. Nope, not interested in that. Well, you know, and that's really funny because the whole that whole uh, argument just doesn't work. We'll, like, we'll say, oh, we've got to bail these companies out because otherwise people are going to lose their jobs. We bail them out and people still lose their jobs. You know, it's, it's just unbelievable. Well, what do you think, Mr. Smith? What do you think about that, that compassion capitalism that we've got to help these big corporations so that we can keep the economy going strong, keep jobs, keep money flowing? What do you think of that? It's just another name for corporate welfare. I'm, I'm totally against it. It's not my responsibility to prop up anyone whether it's a corporation, as a taxpayer. It's not my responsibility to prop up anyone, be it a corporation or any entity, be it a corporation or, or an individual. We can all make excuses on why taxpayers should prop up individuals. Well, this person's lower on the socioeconomic um, spectrum, they're a single mother, the dog got shot, et cetera, et cetera, all compelling arguments. But that's not my job as a taxpayer. Oh, well, the corporations, if, the corporate, if, if GM folded, Half a million people would have been on the bread lines and blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. That's not my job as a taxpayer. My job as a taxpayer is to work to keep as much money as possible from my paycheck. So to, to make these arguments as to why we should be compassionate as taxpayers is BS. That's just another ploy to get our money out of our wallets. So I, I'm, I'm totally against it. I want to keep all of my money. I, I want it for myself. I'm selfish yeah, I, like that. I think it's 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 a, a form of brainwashing. If we tell people the right stuff the right way, they begin to believe it, even if it gets the wrong result. You know, I, I'm back to what Miss Charlie said that how the government is just screwing us all over, and we're just sitting there accepting it. Uh, any final comments? We've had another great show as usual. Any final comments? I'd like to make a final comment. Okay, go ahead, Ed. I like Tim's honesty. Everybody else is coming in being like, oh, the people this, the people need that. And Tim's like, just like, yeah, I just don't want the government taking my paycheck. I just kind of appreciate that, you know. So, Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, since you're the birthday boy, Jared, give us our final comment. You always have something brilliant to say. Yeah, I thought this was a great conversation with a, a lot of nuance uh, on on either side. Um, so, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, uh, especially the naysayers of capitalism, think that this this cronyism that we're all critiquing in various ways is capitalism. And so it makes makes genuine conversation hard when uh, what uh, what we ultimately are arguing for is is personal agency and uh, 
freedom in market in, in the economy, which is a very like low level thing. It's not this big complex system. We could make a lot of changes to the the way a system is run, and certainly getting government out of uh, big business interests in various ways, and and seeing what what helps uh, the the average Joe be able to better exercise economic agency, be able to better reveal the opportunities that exist economically in our world. That's all good. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's hard to have a conversation when uh, there's not this baseline uh, understanding of what uh, what capitalism might mean and uh, what could be flexible in that for, and, and then good for the average person. That's a great comment. Uh, and we will end on that note. But a lot of people, you know, as Jared said, think that what they see on TV, what they see in the news is capitalism. And this is not capitalism. So a lot of times they are rightfully downing it, but they're seeing the wrong side, the bad side of capitalism. And they're seeing a, a capitalistic society where the government is constantly regulating and getting involved, sticking their nose in where they don't belong. And uh, this is not real, true, free market uh, laissez-faire capitalism. And so sometimes it does get a bad a bad mark, a bad view. Well, thank you guys so much. And once again, thank you for tuning into The Liberty Show. Have a great day. Stay safe.